Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. To Nobody Panic Book Club special, how to choose your book for your book club town. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Today we are joined by friend of the podcast, author, political pundit, QIL, QIL. Uh, all round top egg, Andy Hunter Murray. Hi. And do you go by your and like Andrew Hunter Murray now? Because you're oh, yeah. Okay. I think we'd better had. Yeah, I've got to. I've got to have some internal brand consistency at this point, and I think as that's the name on the front of the book, I'd better be that forever now. So yeah. uh, it's great. Well, Andrew Hunter Murray, <laughs> thank you for being here. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, me. Me and Tessa have each brought uh, three book club book recommendations and then we've also got Andrew Hunter Murray here talking about his book which I just think you'll love so it's just very that that is both book club book and just like have a read mate book. Andy uh, of course shares his name with um, passingly good <laughs> tennis <laughs> yeah that's why that's why the hunter's in there is because I was I was Andy Murray to, to all and sundry for years years and years and then um, when I was about 17 people started saying hey have you heard of this young tennis player he's uh, he's pretty good and uh slowly it became more and more irritating until i thought wait a second i'm gonna throw my middle name in there if your middle name is hunter then you're fine <laughs> i know i know so it's, it's all right it turns out to have been a yeah a, um big relief thanks mum. wanted to get that on the record my grandma called my dad made my dad's middle name trevelyan for exactly that crisis. I know, Trevelyan, she thought he might be the Prime Minister, and so she's just like, give him the option, you know? We shall maybe say at this point that um, Andrew Hunter Murray's book, uh, The Last Day, is out now, and it's Sunday Times bestseller, and it's bloody brilliant. And what is good about this book is that it's a very good book club book, uh, quarantine read, because for me, uh, look, you might have your own categories for what a quarantine read is and who am I to judge you it may, maybe Harry Potter over and over and over again the third one or the fourth one but my categories are the things that I find helpful is something that completely transports you to a completely different place so you when you finish your, your little reading portion of the day you're like oh yes 
this again, this old world. And I feel that your book, Andy, does, Andrew Hunter-Murray, does that so well because it's about an alternate sort of dystopian universe, or maybe not, maybe it's the future, where the world has stopped spinning. So it's so much worse, actually, mm. than what's happening now. It's quite nice to, to sort of read that. Yeah, absolutely. That is, is uh, I didn't. I wasn't really aware that I was writing comfort reading when I wrote it. I read through another draft. I thought this is actually this is a bit grimmer than than even I thought it would be when I thought of a world where the rotation of the planet has ground slowly to a halt, and now it's thirty years later, and everything has gone really badly wrong. But lots of people have written actually saying um, how nice it is to read something where things are so 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 awful. Um, although in the book, the the moment where the very first uh, very, very slight signs of deceleration in the Earth's uh, spin uh, happens. That moment is late May 2020. And a few people who've read the book have been <laughs> writing saying, please, please don't, um, don't let this happen. Which it won't, it won't, it won't. But, you know. When, when you were doing research for it, did any of the people that you spoke to, were any of them like, yeah, good that's could, could happen quite soon or was it like <laughs> could, ha could, could happen at all like what's the spectrum that could, it's very much in the could happen at all but the odds against it are so astronomical that uh it's it's it doesn't need to be in anyone's top 10 list of worries uh but i wanted to write it in such a way that it would climb the worry list um so I'm just yeah no, sorry. I was just going to say, I'm so I'm sure you're so bored of having to do this spiel. Um, but just for anybody who has not seen the book, and you will recognise it because it's got most fantastic front cover that is orange and black. And then I saw you put on Twitter, and it just looks like a sort of half and half fade. And then you put on Twitter, anybody spot the face? And I was like, don't be silly, Andrew Hunter Murray. What are you talking about? And there's a man's face in there, um, which is oh, whoever's done the book design is just incredible. Yes. Um, but I was going to say, do you want to just tell people who maybe haven't seen it on the on the shelves uh, what the broad theme of the book is yes so um so it's it's set uh, 40 years from now uh, and it's set in this world where the rotation of the planet um you know decades ago started grinding to a halt so the the world that we step into as the book opens um is a world where half the world is in constant sunlight uh, half the world is in constant darkness and those barriers are fixed in perpetuity from now on so in the sun on the sunlit side uh, a lot of it is far too hot to live in constant direct sunlight overhead on the unlit side nothing survives because you're just facing outwards towards the frozen inky blackness of the void of space and I'm then so there's stressed i know i know i'm sorry i'm so i didn't mean to stress people out but i have uh, and then however good news there is this slim uh, ring on the sunlit side where um, the sun is is high enough in the sky that you can still grow crops, you know, but it's not so high in the sky uh, that everything is aflame. And that is the ring of the earth where life survives and where civilization is just about clinging on. And um, Britain is in that incredibly fortunate narrow band. And so it's it the book is about this huge change obviously but it's also like all all kinds of you know sci-fi ish or high concept books it's also trying to be about the world that we're in today it's about a world where the climate is changing it's about a world where millions of people are moving around in order to ensure their survival or that of their family and it's about a world where countries are withdrawing from each other in an atmosphere of recrimination and fear so those are the those are the things that i really wanted to look at through this 
big silly sci-fi-ish idea at the heart of it can i add as well like it's also like just like a cracking thrilling plot it's like the backdrop is so dense and so like interesting the world so you've got both basically it's, it's a real page turner is what i'm trying to say you know thank you yeah it's 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 a really fun task uh it takes ages to kind of balance together you think, ah, oh, well, we want a bit more background. We just want to show a little bit more of this world around the edges. But also the main thing has to be you want to tell a really exciting story that people have to keep reading. So that is always the the primary aim. Yeah. Oh, well. Did you did you find when you were writing it that it was like having to do a like build a Sudoku for somebody else that you were <laughs> like that you didn't I always think that you just wanted to like tell everyone the whole plot right away and to just sort of drip feed, you know, the little bits and be like, and now a little and now a little hint of the yeah. More. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at any point, you could just find out the huge secret at the heart of this new world. But then you've got 200 more pages of noodling around, which wouldn't work at all. So yeah, it's very satisfying leaving the breadcrumbs and um, deciding what size to make them. Shall we do our adult things? Um, Absolutely. So basically, yeah, Andy, we just talk about a very adult thing that we've done each week. Bar's very low, but you can set the bar quite high. You know, oh. you've got a bestseller, so you're already, you know, smashing it. But we'd like, to hear about the, we'd like to hear about the small, the small triumphs. Little victories. Small um, oh, can I, can I submit two for the committee's uh, appraisal? 100%. Yes. Right. Well, thing number one, kind of weird we were just talking about breadcrumbs, because across the room from where I am now, I can smell the first ever bread I've ever made. I made some very, very simple soda bread this morning, and it was super fun to wake up and uh, and and make it. So that is thing number one, but that's just because everyone is using up flour uh, at unwise rates, and it <laughs> couldn't be applauded, frankly. I should have saved the flour to bake into a kind of chapati in times of extremists. But it's there. I'm going to eat it later. Can't wait. Um, that's thing one. Thing two is um, I have... This is. I bet this will be the most boring adult thing anyone has ever submitted on this show. I really hope so. Um, I have a series of uh, amusing novelty coasters in the shape of various different um, planets. They've got different planet shapes etched on them. They're beautiful. Now I've had them for about a year, and they had a very, very rough wooden base, which meant they they would scratch my table. Uh, and um, in the very first week of lockdown, I decided my priority was to put felt on the bases of these coasters. So I bought some felt and I ordered a scalpel and uh, I now have coasters which can slide around the table without damaging the veneer. And you've also got a scalpel for if the world becomes feral, you can use the weapon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. What, what did you stick your felt on with? Some, some crazy glue. I wanted to try I was so young at heart. And that was your very first lockdown activity. I know. I know. <laughs> Don't secure the food supplies. Let's finally sort out this coaster nightmare. <laughs> it's one of the best we've ever had, I think. Yeah, that, that would be, if me and Tessa did that, that would be like, yeah, DEFCON one or four, whichever is the highest. <laughs> Mine's very, very simple. I've not got a lot. And I found uh, a nail oil and I thought, yeah, right. So I looked up nail oil. I'm putting nail oil on my nails. I, it's jury's out to what it does, but it certainly makes me feel like I'm helping my nails. I bet I'm covered in oil. That's mine. What a, what a good one. Mine, I guess, is that I mine, I guess, is that I made a winter soup from scratch. Mm. <laughs> Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Um, it was also my attempt number three at it. And 
it's a it's incredibly easy but yesterday i did it without the recipe wow oh my god and it featured a leak i had grown how is your adult thing in past (laughs) i've grown a leak sorry i i forgot i buried the lead again um the leak the last time i made the soup i kept the leak in a pot of water like you're supposed to and then it regrew itself um it, it doesn't look amazing. It looks like a, <laughs> it's quite sad. Um, but I nonetheless made a soup with a little leak that I grew in a wow. pot of water on the windowsill. And I felt, I felt $1 million. Sad leak soup. Sad leak soup. Sad oh, leak soup amazing. from scratch. It was really, it was really wonderful, guys. Um, I think the thing that quarantine has taught us is like you can do the things that you never have the time for, you know? Like you're cutting your felt out correctly and really taking the time to get those because you know you can't see them at home, everyone. But those felt coasters, they're they're really a treat for the eyes. Really, congratulations. Um, so diving, diving back on in, diving in like into a good book. Have you had anybody telling you that they've used the last day as book club fodder? Oh, I don't think I have. So use it and then tweet Andrew Hunter Murray when you use it, you'll have a reaction to it. Whether you're like, oh, now I'm terrified, or you're like, this is actually incredibly helpful. But whatever you feel, whatever your emotional response is, like, there's so so rich and there's so many like things that are parallels with the world, like like you said today. That yeah, it'll be an excellent one to have just like a, a good old chat about. Yes, I guess the thing about choosing books, um, I wonder, Andy, what how you go about uh, choosing a book, because I know I find it so incredibly stressful to be stood in the WH Smith at the airport <laughs> or in the bookshop or whatever, and to feel the pressure of choosing a book. And I always... I've done this very stupid thing in the past where I've like asked for help and then they say, well, what kind of things are you into? And I'm, (laughs) and I I want them just to just like look at me up and down and just say like this, (laughs) this is the book. It's like in a, in a restaurant where you say like, what do you recommend? And they say, well, what do you like? And you're like, well, that's not the point. I want you Mm. to, I want you to tell me. They Um, can only introduce you to yourself. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Wow. And, And I think if you, don't know yourself well enough to be able to answer that question you also aren't well enough you know you can't find the like this is what I you know this is the sort of thing I like and so I always say stupidly um holiday trash please and but what I really (laughs) (laughs) what I really mean is like just a good light-hearted page turning like you know we just I want to be like what I mean by that is like when you think oh my god I want to get back to my book like that's what I'm trying Mm. to describe in that moment it's terrible that like the word trash has become synonymous like that's like a thing and we all know what that means but actually what we mean by trash is yeah a book that I I can't put down (laughs) it's so often attributed to like like women women books even really good um good kind of well-written interesting uh women female women novels um will be sort of like oh yeah like trashy holiday reads yeah no it's like so well plotted and so great like i remember gone girl someone said to me oh yeah you should read gone girl oh like it's so great it's great trash i mean it was like it's really like well done i really enjoyed Mm. it it's like years and years and years ago but like um and, and it really, like, I think it's just a real literary snobbery that now I've really lent into. And now I'm just like, no, like, I, I, well, when I go on holiday or for at any point, I've always got a book on the go that is a page turner. And I'm just, I just always use the word page turner now. And I'm always like, ne- never trash. Always, every book is a page turner. Or I don't like the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, is, there are these mad... Um 
ghettos of genre, which everyone is weirdly locked into. Um, and one of the things I was really proud of stuff with the, the last day was that it got reviewed under a couple of different genres, which made me very happy indeed. Um, it got reviewed under both thriller and sci-fi. And, but, but I mean, really, I wasn't trying to write a thriller or a sci-fi book. I was trying to write a, you know, an interesting gripping story set in a world that's changed and which reflects the things we're all thinking about today, which is pretty much what every author is trying to do with their books. You know, no one wants to write a book where people can put it down after two pages. No one is trying to write a non-page turner. <laughs> and yet so many of the books I studied in English literature, my industry. <laughs> and yet the infinite jest exists. Oh, <laughs> too much jest. I think what we've all learned is that jest should be finite, you know. That's why, <laughs> that's why comedy nights are about two hours long. Yes, they're not called the never-ending comedy <laughs> night. And that is the thing, like, there are so many books, like, very, what we might, I'm saying, worthy and in inverted commas here, books that you might, like, dip into and be like, oh, what a profound thought about the human soul. But ultimately, you're like, I want to be just uh, transported. I want good old-fashioned storytelling. Mm. You know? I think yeah. um, really great books that are... Um, like, like Trojan horse books, you know, the ones that you, you start reading and they kind of lure you into the sense that it's going to be a, like a, like a, a sort of a fun little dalliance and it gets really hard and heavy and you're like, oh, great. Like, as in like, I feel like, but, but, but it's like, it's basically the Schindler's List situation where I didn't watch Schindler's List until I was about 30. Cause I was like, I'm just never in the mood for Schindler's List. I've never gone, oh yes, now, now's the time. And then I was really like, oh, come on, Stevie. Like, this is terrible that you haven't watched it. Watched it. It's excellent. It's also quite funny in parts. It's incredibly moving it's incredibly sad and i was really glad that i watched it but you need to be in the right mindset and when you're told this book is very important and it will make you it'll make you think and you're like oh i don't want to think the whole point of reading is i don't want to think yeah, absolutely i can feel completely the same way i still haven't seen schindler's list because i think of i mark it off in my head and in fact there are lots of categories on, on streaming services which are called five star films and it is unbelievably it's like having a restaurant that's just called vegetables and nothing else yes it's good for you but you don't want it (laughs) yeah and there are so many books that fall into that category of feeling like oh they're good for me like i should Mm. i should read this as opposed to i want to read this yeah Mm. whereas if they they, they were you know marketed as um i read um mole flanders by daniel defoe uh last year and it's an absolute cracker it's so much fun. She's absolutely raucous and she just runs around the world having adventures and, and stealing stuff and repenting. I mean, the repentance is a kind of thin varnish put over the surface of all the really fun sin that she does. But, um, it, you know, now, just because of um, time, it has it has turned into a classic and a, a worthy book on a pedestal. But uh, But as you say, the, there are only page turners or rubbish books. Yeah, and so um, <laughs> in the bookshop, Andy, or when you're sort of searching online for your next a great read what kind of things do you look for what questions do you ask or like how do you make that choice about what you're going to read next wow um i i quite like uh handing the decision over to someone else kind of kind of as you've been describing tessa so um there's one service i signed up to which is a company called persephone books and they are a small publisher they've got one shop in central london and they have published, uh, republished 130 books. That's their whole list, 130 books. And they specialize in mid-20th century uh, fiction, almost all of it by women, that has been forgotten and deserves a comeback. So, it, you know, they're a brilliant company. 
they all come in this unbelievably distinguished gray uh you know beautiful design they've all got lovely end pages and they're just you know beautifully done but also the books are wonderful yeah i've been introduced to authors like um like dorothy whipple uh who I Dorothy Whipple what Dorothy a name Whipple. what a name what a gal um Dorothy Whipple E.M. Delafield Marganita Lasky there are all these fabulous authors who I I never would have discovered off my own bat but a friend got me a six-month subscription because Persephone books send books out through the post uh and once a month a new interesting book arrives. Um, so I, I I like making my decisions through recommendations so these books come in the post do they yeah, you can go to the shop, which is in uh, Lamb's Conduit Street in Bloomsbury, but uh, they, they they do most of their stuff by post. And there is nothing nicer than getting home at the end of a long day, you've been out working, and then there's this gorgeous streamlined package with a special stamp on it, so you know it's from Persephone Books. I mean, oh, it's great. That is great. Because I was going to say, like, <laughs> I guess, uh, my main thing is just, like, going through that, you know, when you, if, if I've liked a book, I just disappear down the Amazon recommends thing, which I think mm. a lot of people do. And a lot of. It's almost like having a, a book uh, valet or a book butler. <laughs> You know, they they will just they'll just pop to the cellar and they'll come back and they'll say, "I think Sir might rather enjoy this little number," uh, and, and you know, I've, so they also have a, a a guide. You know, they they tell you they give a little one paragraph description and you can say, "Oh yes, I fancy some uh, some domestic uh, interesting noir or whatever it might be from the forties. You know, it's yeah, it's fair. I love that. How do you choose books, Tessa? Oh, yes, I too have a book butler who <laughs> <laughs> disappears to my cellar. And, uh, oh, my God, that's my dream. I think I was just thinking, I think part of the magic of that is that somebody else presents it to you and you might love it or you might not. But either way, you sort of took that choice away from you. And so I think I think that's why book clubs are so exciting, because, you know, you are the chooser. Somebody else is presenting the book and you don't have to love it. You just have to, you know, yeah. get through it. Um, and and so I think I, I went through a period of trying to get through, like, the 100 greatest books, um, mm. which I didn't love them all. It all felt a little bit like these are the things you should read. Mm. Um, and now I, I've really taken to uh, really talking to people in bookshops. And also I often my local book seller um an independent bookshop has got a little thing of like uh, the staff recommends which i know they also have in waterstones and places um but everyone's written a little card saying like why they liked something and i've got a few books from there and it's nice to you know uh be be given something that somebody else has uh, chosen for that exact reason i really like it when um on instagram or twitter or someone and someone does like a book stack you know like P- pandora sites of the high low does, does a good old book stack um and uh whenever whenever i've taken a recommendation from somebody off instagram or twitter and i've really liked it it's great because then i'm like oh well then i'll like I like all the other stuff that they like, I guess. Um, sometimes it can be uh, tainted, though, because obviously people will put their friends' books in there, and they, which they may not have enjoyed. So you're like, oh, uh, you have to, like, seed out the ones that have been... <laughs> sort of there for for posterity but um but on the most part I've got a couple of people that I'm always like like I'm always asking you what you're reading Tessa or I've got a couple of friends as well who just we are we just like the same book so I'll just what's up and be like any, any good books at the moment um 
and then also for, to, to my shame my uh, boyfriend is does a very good job of just uh, just like seeing things in the sunday times magazine or whatever and just be like oh so steve you'll like that and then just buy he doesn't talk like that um and, and just <laughs> just uh, buying me books so then he'd be like i've got three three more books that i thought you'd like essentially the choice is not in my hands because the choice is in my hands then i panic and i'll just read the same book over and over again reading northern lights every week (laughs) it's lovely to have somebody take that thing away from you and i was just thinking i do have a book butler and it's you stevie and every time i would go to your house stevie has this like i know you've you've possibly seen it if you're following stevie's uh tortoise because she's always walking up and down the hallway with where stevie has this long line of books and stevie will will choose me something and present it to me and then i and then i leave And then sometimes, months later, I'll recommend it back to Stevie. (laughs) And she'll be like, I know, mate, that's my book. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So uh, if you had to be somebody's book butler, uh, Andy, for uh, these upcoming months in isolation where we all get a little bit uh, Jane Austen and we just... Um, are get, desperate for, get a little bit sexy! <laughs> a little bit sexy. <laughs> I've recently read a book about what's best described as some horny wizards. <laughs> what the book wow. Please. <laughs> it's called um, Uprooted. And uh, it, it's, ve- it's certainly good <laughs> this actually was recommended to me by the independent bookseller i'm not i didn't love it um but it wouldn't be a desert island book for me but it was about um to to a 150 year old wizard and a 17 year old girl uh doing uh, magic together and then the magic very quickly becomes sex <laughs> wow okay one age it's always the way oh, it's always the way isn't it <laughs> It's always the way. Um, but if you had to be uh, the book butler for people's, and this could, these can be modern books, the ancient books, these can be anything, what would be your sort of top recommendations that you would give to somebody else for these oh, upcoming man. days well, in isolation? I, I did. I, I have been looking through. Here's another aspect of how sad I am. I have a little Excel document, a little Excel spreadsheet of every book I finish, and I've just been looking through that for my recommendations. How big is the spreadsheet? Um, it's, it depends on the screen. Um, so at the moment, <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> no, come on. How, long we, how, how many cells are we talking? Thousands? No, 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 no. There are, there are a few hundred in there. And it goes back some years. So, you know, it goes okay. back years and years. But then you can just look back and, and what better way to while away an evening in lockdown than by, <laughs> by casting an eye over the books you were reading four years ago that you didn't really enjoy at the time. Um, Do you review them in the Excel spreadsheet? Do you no, have like I a... I don't. I don't, but I should. I should, I should open What's a new the... column up. What well, is the point of the document? The I, it's to... Well, counting. Hello. <laughs> Do you want to know the columns? Do you want to know what columns I've got? hundred percent. All right. All right. Here we go. Well, I've got title. I've got author. These are all, you know, standard. Um, Classics. I've got um, what year it was published, in case I ever want to know the average uh, of the average year <laughs> that all the books are published in. I can do that. I've got when I, when I finished it. I've got purpose, which is either for my work or for leisure. But um, right, but not if you liked the book. But not if I. I've got a column which I've recently introduced my innovation for this year of the whether the author is a man or a woman because I want to find out if I've got any patterns there and and try and you know rectify them if I'm not reading enough by women, for example, which is a thing that apparently often happens. Um, mm. So, but I have nothing yeah, for the opinion. <laughs> This is a piece of a, a data collection. You're making a graph, basically. Thank you. I'm not. I am not trying to make any kind of qualitative judgments. You know, each book gets no, no, online. no. That, and I respect it. You know, take the magic <laughs> of literacy and just <laughs> take it down to its base level. Um, thank you so much. Please do share us your insights from your Excel spreadsheet, and do do this at home, everyone. I think we're all <laughs> chomping at the bit to start oh, our own. Oh, you know, <laughs> this is my one-person book club, which features no opinions. It is. <laughs> You just go to the book club every week and you say, yes, yeah. I finished it. <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? Was it what, what would I recommend? What would you, yes, yes, you're the butler now. So you've got to go into your spreadsheet, Brilliant. look in the cellar. Oh. What are you bringing the people? And so this literally our entertainment for the coming months rests on you, Andy. Oh so my what God. are you bringing us? Okay, well, um, so something, something you know, kind of heavy and, you know, a big hitter maybe, uh, but also some, some nice light stuff. So I, uh, for, for, for comedy and lightheartedness, I've recently been reading the books of Richard Ayoade, which are screamingly funny. Um, the first one he wrote is called Ayoade on Ayoade. And it's him interviewing himself as a film director over 10 punishing, grueling interviews. One of the funniest books I've ever read. It is just screamingly funny. They're so good. Um, and then for the big hitters, oh, I was looking around. I've, I'm reading Middlemarch at the moment, which is frankly, it's great, but it's, it's very hard. It's I find so hard. Some of the sentences are, are very tricky. They don't make sense. No, exa- exactly. There's a lot of like, oh, well, I would have put that part of the sentence at the start. But you could have finished there. I uh, read Middlemarch uh, when I was doing English Lit, and I was so, I hated so many of the books. So I was so, ex- like, <laughs> pleased to like it because it's a very big book, a massive book, and it's so sprawling and about all different, like, families. And it's not, I don't know, just so much going on. But it is... If you're into like period business, if you're into period business, it is great. 
um yeah so i'm really enjoying it. and actually it's that it has that it does have that page turning quality it's just that you're turning the pages every 10 minutes instead of every two um i'm being really disconcerted by how how long you've got to go <laughs> i you know do you guys do that thing where you gather you take your book and you sort of gather it into pages read and pages yet to read and mm-hmm. you just think yeah that's all right yeah okay i can do this um I've been doing that a lot with Middlemarch, but it is, as I say, it's a belter. Um, I, may I just pop in to say that I have exactly that with Wolf Hall sat beside my bed mm. and uh, Pages Red is seven. <laughs> 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 and it has been seven for about three years. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Every night you check. Yeah, no, it's still seven. <laughs> Did I manage any today? No. I literally pick it up most nights. Attempt. I read page seven again, and <laughs> just I'm so overwhelmed by how much I have to go in it. It's dense. It's, it's dense. dense. It's so dense. And everyone sometimes Richard uh, I, or Thomas. I can't grasp who anyone is, mm. and we're just we're jumping around through time. You know, I'm like, oh, is that the same man? <laughs> I know. I know. Tricky. Believe it or not, after page seven, those problems are only compounded because they introduce yet more characters <laughs> called Thomas. Um, I like can I say, it. she's won the book twice. She's going to win it a third time. She doesn't need hollow praise from us. She should have put more surnames in. So, um... <laughs> Slam. Slam. Hillary. Down, Andy. <laughs> um, Imagine if this became like a smackdown uh, rap battle and the next time we get Hillary Mantel on just to smack Andy down, you know? Right. The Wilch- that, I'm, I'm happy to segue into that. I think her main thing would be there's not enough characters called, called Richard or Thomas in your book. <laughs> Which was my main criticism. Oh, yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, can I make one more recommendation? Uh, you can make as many as you like. Oh, it. right. Um, so I... Well, not all your Excel, come on. But like... <laughs> no, there's no time. Um, but if you want um, a, if you want something which feels in that horrible, quote-unquote, improving, but, you know, something where you feel like you're kind of tackling a, a really great book, um, then I think anything by Edith Wharton, who I only discovered within the last couple of years and have been enjoying more. You know, I've read a few of her books so far, and I just think they are wonderful. Um, any Wharton, Wharton heads here? Or? I haven't read any of her because I was supposed to, and then I didn't. Uh, mm. Again, for English literature, as, as I continued, I just stopped reading. <laughs> um, but uh, what's a good, like, in book like what's like a good gateway get a, a gateway edith if it were uh, it- the house of mirth and the age of innocence are both uh unbelievably good they they have all the the rich uh dense characters and the emotional plots of jane austen but they're set like they're, they're written and set slightly later so they're dealing with end of the 19th century new york which is this amazing social scene with huge fortunes being made and lost and they all deal with um the condition they deal largely with the condition of women's lives in this world where uh where women own very very much less than men and so the house of mirth is about a uh, lily bart who is a you know a beautiful vivacious young woman uh who is slowly losing her chance to find a settled footing in life which at the time means marrying and so it deals with the choices that she is faced with and the um kind of the the, the men who she has a chance to either settle and compromise by by marrying or whether she's going to try and keep her independence and, and make her way in the world in a way that isn't really possible at the time it's just, it's 
unbelievably beautifully written and so emotionally involving it just it it is a complete page turner so yeah wharton is my is my big tip great edith wharton mm. i've never even um to my shame ever heard of her so I'm no shame to, no shame zero no shame here. Never. zero shame but I also haven't. <laughs> I'm excited to get in. Um, oh, amazing. I, 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 it's so thrilling when somebody recommends a book to you. You're all, I mean, I wrote down those all on my phone just now when you were talking. And like, it's so thrilling when someone gives you a recommendation like that. You're immediately like, yes, oh, off I go. I always feel like it's like somebody's given you a, a, a little portal. It's like, oh, I can, I can go through this little portal tomorrow you know it, it, isn't it and that's the amazing thing about books that like you know someone's literally like would you like to go to another dimension yeah like, yeah yeah yes. <laughs> yes i would um stevie do you have um anything that you'd like to what, what's the butler bringing from the cellar the butler is bringing uh, i've got three three quick recommendations and then a f- and then like a fourth like oh this is good but it's it's so i read it so quickly that i don't think it can be a book club one because um the book club meeting would be uh yeah that's great great book and then <laughs> you'd all adjourn um so i've tried to pick ones that i think there'd be some chat about um the first and also i'm i won't apologize but if i was going to apologize i would apologize for them being quite obvious choices maybe and um, they're not they're not like cool cool old books like they're quite new and everyone's heard of them and mm. um, so the first one which everyone has heard of and it's you know blah blah, blah um, is called uh, fleischman is in trouble um, and it's by um, Taffy Brodessa Ackner, who's a new, uh, she's a staff writer for the New York Times. And it's absolutely excellent. I, it's one of those books where I can't, um, I didn't read the blurb, I didn't read anything about it. And my boyfriend bought it for me and I was like, Fleisch, Flesh Man? Is, is this about like, a, like it's like that such a horrible, it's just te- like a quite a, a evocative name. And I was like, what's that? I don't have no handle on it. Um, but it's, it's a very, very contemporary book set in Manhattan um, about a guy who's just uh, come out of a divorce. And um, to be honest, he's going on like a sex mad tinder spree but it isn't about that it it then does some absolutely excellent um trojan horsing um where you're like oh it's going in this direction and um I, from what I've seen, some people really, really responded well to it. I did. I was really like, oh, I, to the extent where um, I had, like, my boyfriend was like, do you want to come to you? I was like, shut up! It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so sorry, it's just the book's turned. Um, and I, I got chills when it, when it was happening. It was so great. I thought it was just a really great and very, very detailed look at uh, how people respond to marriage and relationships and how different genders respond to marriage and relationships. And while it's very, very male at the start, more female characters come in and it's, and it's, it's, it's excellent. It's also really well-written, funny and um, cool, cool American book. So that's the first one. Lovely. Second one is uh, the history of bees. I had no idea what it was about. Um, I, I've got like an uncorrected proof, so I think I stole it from one of my previous magazines I worked <laughs> at. But buy it. Um, I really liked it. It's it's three different narratives, and it's all about so the one narrative is in the future where uh, food production, because of the bees becoming extinct, has meant that the world is thrown into complete disarray. It's set in China because that has emerged as the superpower that kind of survives basically. And then another narrative is in 2007 when the bee colonies first started dying, and the third narrative is like the 1800s when a man is like trying to create the first standard beehive 
to not harm the bees. And it's very, it's very interesting because one of the narratives is a woman who is living in a very kind of like oppressed society. And then the other two are men. And it's written in a way that shows the attitudes towards women in all the different three narratives. And it, all three are written very, very well. The, the problem with the narrative, uh, split narrative, I always find is that there's always like one that you're like, yeah, I want to stay here. <laughs> and then whenever it switches, even with like Margaret Atwood's The Testaments, I was like, oh, I, I love it. But like, I do, I do want to just stay with, with them. Um, but with this one, I think from what I can see, different people respond differently to different narrative strains. That's really good. And then my third one is The Night Circus by Erin Morganson. And that is my favourite book that I read last year, because it, if you want to be transported into a different world, it does that so well. It's like um, really, I don't like, when I say it's about two kind of warring magicians, that makes it sound like it's a kid's book, but it's an incredibly adult book essentially about a circus that is for adults that um just springs up in various towns and it's about the people who uh, work in there the people who are caught up in it and there's something very very malevolent going on at the heart of it and i basically felt like i'd dis like drowned in the book like I, I it was like i wasn't alive when i was reading it i was fully in the book so if you want something completely it's, it's got a really lovely central romance in it as well but it's also very very cleverly it's very very smart um, and very very quickly my my the one i read in a record time of four hours is my sister the serial killer by um mm-hmm. oyinkin braithwaite um and it's uh it's uh, set in in lagos in nigeria and it's very simple sister her, her younger sister's a serial killer and uh it, it's <laughs> does what it says on the tin does what it says on the tin it's a real page turner it's really fast read um and i think if you did it for a book club you'd just be like yeah but it's a banger um so you wouldn't have anything to to discuss but um it's uh, definitely buy it and read it because it's it's great that there's there's my ones they're fantastic I'm really excited. Okay, so my first one uh, is something that I think a lot of people will have seen uh, at the moment. I know Stevie, in fact, recommended this to me, my butler. Um, This one is Daisy Jones and the Six, and it's by uh, Taylor Jenkins Reid. And it is, it's got a lovely red cover that you'd recognize. And it's just, and again, similar to the, you say about my sister, the serial killer, it's not, there wouldn't be the most great discussion about it at book club. because I think you would just say, everyone's very sexy, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) And you'd say like, don't you fancy everybody in this book? (laughs) Yes. Um, It is an absolutely fantastically written story of a band in the seventies. And it's written as though the band are completely real, um, which is such a lovely trope. And uh, supposedly lots of people have read it and looked up the band to be like, you know, to find their music and stuff, which I think is really nice. It's written and you genuinely do believe in it. Um, but it's got that real page turning. Like you just want to spend time in the book and it's something for me, you know, I'm always, uh, what you say about that Trojan horse thing. I'm always afraid when it starts lighthearted and then suddenly, and then it's like, Oh, left turn, hard left turn into horror. Um, or like some terrible thing happens and you're like, Oh, come on. I, I thought we were going to, Oh, please. Um, this one doesn't make any hard left turns, um, which is just really nice. And it's just such a fantastic, uh, isolation read. I really loved it. Um, my next one, I know I've talked about in the past, but I truly love my, I got this one from my dad's book club. He started a gentleman's book club in the village, which is 90% drinking. And um, this is my whole family would read whatever dad was reading at the book club. And and again, it's just nice to be given something, isn't it? But their very first one was called A Gentleman in Moscow um, by Amor Towles. And it's just, have you read it, Andy? Um, 
No, weirdly, uh, my, my wife uh, recommended it very highly to me. I then didn't read it, but we did go and see him speak about the book. He was over very briefly. And so I have been to an author event about this book and uh, have not read was it. Was he nice? Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, yeah. An amazing speaker. A really fascinating oh. about how he thought of the book. Which is a very, oh. it's sort of a very isolation themed one, isn't it? It's very much so. Um, it's about I, a guy during the, mm, it, it spans a lot of time in Russia, uh, like over many years, I guess beginning and during the Russian Revolution. And he is basically under house arrest, but in an extremely fancy hotel. Um, and it is just, it, I would almost describe it as like, it's just, it's one of those books that it's not a page turner because sometimes you get to the end of a sentence and you, you go back and read it again for your own pleasure. Wow. Like it's just such a beautiful use of language and words. And like, it's not only like an adorable story um, with so much like heart and all the characters are just lovely. It's been made into a, it's going to be made into a film. I, and I don't feel very good about it. I hope they give it the, <laughs> I hope they give it the amount of like magic and joy and love that it deserves. Um, but it's a really, it's one of those books that you're like, what a fan. Yeah. I, I can believe that this guy was really good in his talk because what a fantastic like use of language and, Oh, mwah, I really, I absolutely adored it. It's, it's one of the few books I read in the last years that I really was disappointed for myself halfway through that I knew it was going to end. You know, you're like, I want to wow. go back and read this. I want to go back and read it again. Yeah. This is so nice. Um, oh, gosh, okay. I'm definitely going to read it. So that's my hard recommend. And then this one is absolutely stupid. <laughs> this is, um, this was recommended. Uh, again, I heard this recommended on a podcast. It's called, this is a real curveball from me. It's called children of time by Adrian Tchaikovsky. <laughs> I've heard of this one, but I've, it sounds amazing. Sci-fi is not something that I would normally ever pick up, but it was recommended to me. And it's a very big book and you think, oh, <laughs> bloody hell. But once you're in, oh boy, are you in? And it is just an outrageous story uh, set way in the future. Um, it spans, you know, it's about, I'm not going to give anything away, but I really would like everyone to read it so we can talk about it because I think it... Um, it deals with a really, really interesting concept, and it does it does some it does it does something that you really don't see coming. And I yeah, that's all I, I want mean, to say. I mean, that's like the perfect book club book. Like you're so desperate to talk about it. Like that's so great. It, it's because there are bits that you just once you get to this particular. There's several bits in it that you just want to close the book and be like, I really would like to discuss <laughs> this now with. <laughs> with somebody and it deals with very tiny human themes but also basically the biggest sort of human questions there are um but in a way that i would describe as an absolute romp <laughs> oh my god like. those recommendations were banging i feel really excited guys yeah. should we start a book club i feel really excited about it. it everybody everybody start a book club um yeah that's, that's so oh god i just i'm going to go on amazon no i'm going to go somewhere else not amazon you're going to ring your independent bookseller and see if I'm going to it. ring my independent bookseller. This has been, I feel so uh, excited. This has been amazing. And um, Andy, thank oh. you so, so much for, yeah, thanks for having me. What a us. treat. What a, what a treat to be able to tell people about the spreadsheet. Finally. finally. And the coasters. <laughs> I've had, I've, um, do you know how many people have seen these coasters? None. One, one other person apart from me has seen them. And now the world gets <laughs> you can slide them across that table at your heart's content. Just slide those <laughs> Andy, um, apart from your book, which is obviously available at all independent booksellers, but also mm. online, is plenty of fish uh, still happening? Uh, in do you quarantine? mean no such thing as a fish? The podcast we do, or do you mean plenty <laughs> of fish? The dating <laughs> website, which uh, I actually am not a member of. Uh, previously, I've mentioned my wife there. <laughs> plenty of fish is still going. Andy, and would you just like, I think how's your plenty of fish profile? <laughs> and it's, it's 
gathering dust, well. I'm afraid. I'm right. so sorry. How is, no, how is no such thing as a fish? I mean, I, I sound like I don't know what it is, but I'm actually an avid, an avid listener. Um, no such thing as a fish. Question uh, to is Andy. it still going? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Are you doing? We are. We are. We are doing working from home uh, episodes and. Um, they, they're kind of really fun to do, and we've we've actually we've just re-uploaded a uh, hundred and four old episodes, which we'd taken off the internet because um, we sort of sold a special. Like uh, we had a vinyl of our first year of fish, uh, which we put out, which was great fun. Anyway, we've put one hundred and four old episodes back up online because you know we think people might want a bit of entertainment during this rather weird time right. so uh yeah but we're, we're having a whatever time oh amazing and the private eye podcast of course yes also. page 94 yeah uh, yeah uh that is is sporadic uh <laughs> because i'm in charge of the schedule but <laughs> yeah we are still going and we're, we're doing um we're doing monthly episodes now so yeah yeah you do too many almost too many things to a high level <laughs> some might say we could we could, we say. could say but uh, yes buy andrew hunter murray's book the last day Wherever, wherever you can get your hands on it, we won't judge. Mine is sat on the bookshelf in the other room, and I've genuinely been saving it for myself. That is as so a, nice uh, to hear. Um, but, I mean, in general, please, everybody, keep buying books. The book industry is... I think a lot of people stocked up on books in the first few weeks, and then they've now stopped buying books. Please keep buying books. Keep reading them. It's a really good way to spend the time, and we will all have lots of time. For heaven's sake, keep buying from your local independent bookshop. Keep the book industry alive. <laughs> do a little book stack on Instagram. I'll I'll watch it and I'll buy all of them. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Oh yeah, I love a recommendation. Get that book club going. Hope some of these were helpful i for one am already excited so i don't care if it's any use to anybody else same um yeah if you have any suggestions um for future podcast episodes please do tweet us or email us tweet us at nobody panic pod or email us nobody panic podcast at gmail.com and andrew hunter murray what's your twitter handle again it's at andrew hunter m and i'm at stevie m the s is a five Tessa what? Tessa what? <laughs> thank you so much for listening to our book club special how to choose books for your book club time and um see you next tuesday oh okay wow <laughs> I unexpectedly aggressive sign off at the end of an otherwise amenable hour <laughs> andy thank <laughs> you so thanks, much thank you for listening and see everybody bye. again bye Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. We have a podcast and uh, it might be, I, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains.